Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. I'm so glad I don't serve the I was God. I serve the I am God. He's there for us. That's the God with unlimited abilities that we serve. So when you see that God has provided everything we need to accomplish his will, I want you to write three words down. No fears, no excuses, no lack. I can't use those because it's all God It's not me except obedience. Do you have trouble trusting God? I mean, really trusting God for that new job that will provide income for you and your family, for the salvation of your wayward child, that kind of trust. Maybe you feel like God wants you to do something unconventional. Can you plow through and obey despite the grief you think you might get from family and friends? Pastor Mark will be teaching about this kind of trust today. He will also be explaining where this kind of trust comes from and why you can rely on God this securely in the first place. Listen in and find a deeper relationship with God. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. He'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Ephesians chapter 3 as he continues his message, God's Unlimited Abilities. Let us hear your lessons Now, if I would tell people who are unbelievers that if you come and follow Jesus Christ on this journey of life, it will expand your life. It'll be fantastic. The unbelievers won't believe that at all. You know what they believe about Christianity? It's restrictive. It's negative. There's no fun. There's no joy. You got a bunch of rules, regulations. You're always sad. You got to give money. You got to serve. What kind of a joy is that? Well, that shouldn't surprise us because Jesus said they've been blinded by Satan. Satan has come to steal, kill, and destroy. What I just mentioned to you that the world thinks about Christianity is a lie from Satan. Because here's what Jesus says. I've come to give you life and more abundantly. There should be joy in our lives. Now, what if... Three of those 12 disciples, when Jesus said, come and follow me, what if three of them said something like this? Jesus, thanks for the offer, but I don't think following you will enhance my future at all. What would they have discovered? What a missed opportunity. Understand, we know that they all obeyed and they began their journey with God which led to a journey of unlimited opportunities. Here's what I want you to write. God's unlimited abilities transfer to you and me as unlimited 
opportunities. Notice, he didn't just say to the disciples, come follow me, have a nice life night. See ya, bye. There's nothing I want you to do, but just kind of follow around with me. No, they were given the job of becoming like him and what? Learning to be disciples and share their faith. God has many things for you and I to do. And don't ever look at them as negative. They're amazing because they're unlimited opportunities. Now, why do we sometimes limit God's abilities? I'm going to give you three ways. Here we go. Number one, we forget that it's not about our ability, but God's ability. Often we look at our own abilities and we tell God, I don't think I can do that. What you're asking me to do. But notice, Jesus chose 12 ordinary people, just like you and me, to be his disciples. And the Holy Spirit was active in their lives. Think about this. 12 ordinary people. Anybody here want to raise your hand in Melbourne and say, well, I'm an ordinary person. Can I see your hands? Good. You know, the person next to you has the sin of pride. (laughs) Because they think they're special. Would you just turn to that neighbor and say, you're ordinary, just like me. Go right ahead. Come on, tell them. Break the bubble. Do I need to say this, Satan, get behind me, or what? Uh, Seriously, are we ordinary people? Yeah, what makes us super ordinary? Jesus Christ. Because God lives in us. Well, Peter knew this exact principle. Some of you like roller coasters. If you look at the life of Peter, whoop, 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 looks a little like ours. What were all these things? That's when he put his foot in his mouth over and over again. But Peter experienced the grace of God and a new beginning and would be used magnificently beyond anything he could ever imagine. And look what he writes in his epistle. The name? <laughs> First Peter. Here, here we go. Take a look. First and second Peter. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Why did Peter write that? To the Holy Spirit. Because Peter had experienced God's unlimited abilities in his life. Peter had failed God so many times, but he enjoyed the unlimited grace that God restored him. Remember, one day after Jesus went back to heaven, Peter and 120, 119 others were in the upper room and they got filled with the Holy Spirit. A few days later, Peter and John were walking to the temple. And they saw a man that was a lame man who had been there, and they'd seen that man who knows how many hundreds of times. Never did anything. Maybe give him a coin or two or whatever. Well, there's the man, and the Holy Spirit says to Peter, it's going to be different this day. I'm going to give you an opportunity. And so Peter, the man says to Peter, uh, you got any money? Basically, holding on. And Peter says, we don't have any money, but what I do have, I'll give to you. Well, the man didn't understand what that was either. His wildest imagination, he never guessed. And they touched the man, and he walked for the first time in his entire life. And the town went crazy. 
And pretty soon it became a problem with the leaders of the Jewish people because they could see, uh uh-oh, something's happening here. That was supernatural. We can't deny it. And so all of a sudden they asked Peter. They got Peter together. Peter and John were there and they said to Peter, what, by what power did you heal this man who had never walked? Let me read you Peter's response. Know this, you and all the people of Israel, it's by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Now notice Peter didn't say, well, to be honest, I'm the head disciple and You're looking at the man. No, God has given us everything. He didn't take credit for any of it. He learned the hard way, but he learned. And I want you to see this next statement. God has provided everything we need to accomplish his will. You see, remember what we said? What were we talking about? We forget that it's not our ability, it's God's ability. And here's what happens to many of us. If he does promise everything we need, we can have it to accomplish what he wants, then why don't we do it? Why do we have unlimited opportunities, but we have missed opportunities? Here's why. Because sometimes we make excuses. Remember one day Moses had failed... And he was trying to free the nation of Israel who had been in bondage to the people of Egypt for 400 years. And because he made a mistake, got ahead of God, he had to flee for his life. And where does he end up? In the desert. He's in the desert. And he spends the next 40 years taking care of sheep, getting married, having some kids. One day, like every other day, he goes out taking care of the sheep. And he sees a bush. But the bush is burning. But the bush is burning, but the bush doesn't burn out. That grabbed his attention. Do you know that God knows how to get our attention? By the way, he's got your attention this morning. And as he's there, all of a sudden he goes over there to see what in the world is this? And here comes God, a picture, a person of God in the Old Testament. It was Jesus. And they began talking. And Jesus said to him, take off your shoes. You're on holy ground. Now, why would he do that? You ever been to the beach and you forgot your sandals? You can't find them in July. (laughs) What are you doing with your bare feet? Are you just standing there? What are you doing? (laughs) Well, here's what happened. He probably had maybe a little shrub next to it or something. So he's barefooted. Why would God do that? Because he says to Moses, you're not getting ahead of me this time. Stay here. I got something to say. Okay. (laughs) He ain't running nowhere. He's barefoot. He gets off of that spot, which is kind of cool a little now. The next step, burned, blistered feet. And here's what Jesus says to him. I'm going to use you to free the children of Israel, from 400 years of bondage. Just follow me. I know you can't believe it. You just follow me. I'm going to do it. And you know what Moses says? He got the wrong guy. 
there's no way I'm doing that. There's not a chance I'm doing that. So he began to make what we like to do when God tells us to do something. It starts with an E. Do you know what that word is? It's an excuse. And he's making as many as he can make. And finally, Jesus gave in to him in a way. And he said, let me tell you, I am going with you. I'm everything you need because I'm God and I have unlimited abilities. And by the way, the outcome is already decided. You're just going around for the ride. And you know later what he says to God? I can't do it. He keeps making an excuse. But God was gracious and allowed him to finally take his brother with him. And what did he see? He saw miracles after miracles. He says, I don't know how to introduce you. Just tell him I am, which is God. Can I remind you? Jesus didn't say I was. He said I am. Now that was thousands of years ago. I'm so glad I don't serve the I was God. I serve the I am God. He's there for us. That's the God with unlimited abilities that we serve. So when you see that God has provided everything we need to accomplish his will, I want you to write three words down. No fears, no excuses, no lack. I can't use those because it's all God. It's not me except obedience. No fears, no excuses, no lack. Number two reason that sometimes we have missed opportunities. Number two, we lack the faith to believe God's word, his promises. I just read you the word. (laughs) By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Well, I just don't believe it. Moses just didn't believe it. Now, I want to see if you notice any difference in rearranging these three words. A or B? A. Is God able? Question mark. Now, is A any different than B? Same three words, but there's an exclamation point after B. Say it with me. God is able. All right? Now, as you look at that, let me ask you. I've already asked myself because I had to study this. Is A your normal response? Well, I know you can do it, God, but I'm not sure you will do it. Well, I guess I'll just say maybe God isn't able. Or is your response, well, if God says it, he's unlimited. He doesn't lie. He's able. He's able. He's able. You see, you have to understand something. Here's what comes. We've just already addressed it. Why a question mark instead of an exclamation point? Fear and doubt. Say, is God able? Question mark. Fear and doubt. By the way, does anybody want to admit that that first sentence has appeared in your life numerous times? Could I just see our hands together? Yeah. Nobody here has perfect faith. We doubt things. But that's why... God is able has to be the way to do it. So faith says, 
No, God is able. Now, what is faith? Let me just read it to you. Very simple. Faith is the confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. It's the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us, even though we cannot see it ahead. See, faith introduces us to the world of the unseen. We walk by faith, not by physical sight. See, when Moses started off, when the disciples started off, they just started walking in faith. They had heard about Jesus. They knew good things were going to happen, but they had never experienced it themselves. So they just took a step of faith. Here's a definition for faith for you. Faith is the complete confidence that God will do what he said, what he promised. See, God can't lie. Jesus said, follow me, and I will make you different people. You'll be useful to me and the kingdom of God. Now, where does faith come from? Let me read it to you, Romans 10, 17. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Here we are. What are we studying together? The word of God. If I'm not in the Bible, privately at home, I don't have any devotions, I get to church maybe only a couple times a month or whatever, how is your faith going to be? It's going to be weak. If I'm never in the Bible, it'll be non-existent. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. See, it's not just in church. Man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. We've used this illustration many times. If you don't eat physically till next week, what kind of a group will I have? What will you be thinking about? <laughs> if food. Can I eat the key lime pie right in front of you then? I'd have to call for security. You try to kill me right on the stage. See, faith comes from hearing. And why does it come from hearing? Because every word I read is alive. And it's for you. It's for me. We get to see this morning, God has unlimited power. Well, the world doesn't know that. Why? Because they never read the word of God. That's why it's so important for all of us. So faith comes from believing God and his word. Now, let me read it to you again, what God says. Now, all glory to God. Turn back to Ephesians, if you will. Who is able through his mighty power work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Let me ask you for a moment. Stop and imagine. Just use your imagination. What God could do through you. You ever do that? Notice what it says. He can accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think or imagine. And I'll show you in a moment why we should expand that imagination, the vision that God wants to do us. But I found two other verses. Now, all glory to God, who is able to make you strong. Strong in the Lord. All glory to who? Your pastor. No. All glory to God. To you? No. All glory to God, who is, come on, who is able to make you strong. Now, this one you really like. Look at 2 Corinthians 9, 8. 
And let's say it together. God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Now that's a refrigerator verse. Print that sucker out, put that right on your refrigerator. Amen? What is that promise? God just promised that everything I want, he's going to give me. I'm letting you think for a moment. I'm trying to bring you along in your spiritual journey. Is that what that verse says? How do you know it doesn't say that? It doesn't say that. It doesn't read like this, and God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things and all time, having all you want, you will abound in every good work. No, all I need. All I want is the false prosperity doctrine that's out there. Oh, you get everything you want, just ask for it. Doesn't matter. God gives you, you'll never be sick, you'll have the most money, you marry only beautiful people. Lord help us. So think about this. Is God able to do that at all times? Yeah. So what am I worried about? I shouldn't be worried. Fear. No, I have to have faith. Well, Pastor Mark, I don't see it yet. That's what faith is. It's a certainty it's coming because that's the promise from God. Would you just turn to your neighbor and say this? God is able. Come on, right now. Turn to your neighbor. God is able. Number three. We forget the miracles God has done in our past. It would be exciting to just have people stand and say, wow, let me think back a moment. Man, God has done so many things. We'd just be here for a week talking about how good. We sang it, didn't we? How God is good to us, how good he is. Of course, you have history with God. I have history with God. The Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday and today. We've had experienced amazing blessings and miracles that God has done in our lives. But often we simply just forget that. That's why you need to journal things and write things down. God, I can't believe you did that. All of us have those things in our lives. I can't believe you did that. The Old Testament is a picture of the Jewish people that are like us. Let me read to you from Psalms, speaking about the Jewish people. They did not remember his power and how he rescued them from their enemies, talking about being freed from Egypt. They did not remember his miraculous signs in Egypt, his wonders on the plain of Zoan. You see, the Jewish people did not remember the unlimited abilities of God in sending the plagues to Egypt and the supernatural opening into the Red Sea. Can you imagine that? Supernatural plagues, God's unbelievable ability. The Red Sea. How do you, how do you open the Red Sea for three million people to walk through? But when they get to the other side, that was history, but they never go back to it. They begin to doubt God. And what do they say? We're hungry. They're thirsty. God's going to let us die out here. Oh yeah, that's what he's been doing. No, he's been freeing you. He provides everything you need, but we forget the goodness of God. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark told you about what the world thinks Christianity is versus the reality that you know. He reminded you about their spiritual blindness and deception and what God wants for their life. You also learned that you have the power to keep God from giving you all the blessings he wants to give you. And your exercising or not exercising faith in God is the key. 
Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. The next teaching will conclude Pastor Mark's message, God's Unlimited Abilities. He will be reminding you not only about God's ability to make you more like Jesus, but about God's intense desire to do so. Pastor Mark will be reiterating God's capability to transform you and anyone else that asks him to, if you're willing to follow Jesus and become his disciple. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.